If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, everyone, and welcome to DevRaga Personal Finance, episode 108. And in this episode, we will discuss the concepts of currency trading. I've been meaning to do these episodes for several months now, but the topic has been extremely complex, so it's taken me a significant amount of learning myself in order to package the concepts into a Dev Raga style episode. This will be a two-part series. The first part will be the basics of currency trading, and the second part will focus on other trading currency uh, concepts, such as exchange rates, currency pairs, PRPS, and leverage. Now, for those of you that are new to the channel, there are three aims. The first one is to be educated about personal finances and improving your financial literacy. Now, with education brings the second aim, and that is empowerment. So you can take that knowledge to your credential advisor and speak at a level that you can understand at. And of course, the third aim of this podcast channel is to be entertained. Now, just a disclaimer, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not an accountant. I'm not a lawyer, nor am I a financial planner. Make sure you take any decisions you want to make after listening to one of my episodes to your credentialed advisors. In other words, don't listen for financial advice from a random guy on the internet. Now, if you're stuck on what to do from a broad principles point of view, here are some simple steps to get you in the right track when it comes to saving, investing, and personal finance in general. In my humble view, there are five easy steps which anybody could follow. Step one is pay yourself first. Take 20% of your after-tax income and put it aside. You are the most important person in your life. Step two is invest that money, ideally into something that you understand or want to understand. For me, I understand the stock market, so I just buy index funds. Step three is reinvest dividends. By reinvesting dividends, you're utilizing the power of compounding, which is phenomenal. And step four, when you do these things, do it for the long term. Now, traditionally, people say long term is five, 10 or 15 years. In my view, I think long term is minimum 20, 30, if not 40 plus years. And lastly, try and automate the investments as much as you possibly can. With automation, there's less chances of error and more chances of sticking to the plan. Now, if you do these simple things over the long term, you're likely to end up with more money than you'll ever need. And remember, money is just a tool. It doesn't buy happiness. Use it as a tool to make your life a little bit better, but most importantly, to make the lives of people around you a lot better. Now to the main topic. What is currency trading? Now, believe it or not, I'm sure a lot of you have traveled overseas which means a lot of you would have bought and sold currencies. So you would have engaged in currency trading in your lives at some point. Now, every time I travel, I exchange AUD, which is Australian dollar, to the traveling currency's local currency. So essentially when I do that, I am trading currency. I'm buying and selling currencies. 
Now, the currency trading markets is also known as forex trading uh, or foreign exchange trading. That's the other name for it. And it is the large market, like it is the world's largest trading market. It's much bigger than the stock market trades we place every day. So when it comes to currency trading globally, every day in 24 hours, up to 5.1 trillion US dollars are traded. Now, compare that to the ASX, which is the Australian Stock Exchange, which has of about 1.3 million trades per day, averaging only 5.1 billion Australian dollars. And even in the United States, when you look at the S&P 500, it only averages around 25 to $30 billion per day. So we're talking an extremely large market. 5.1 trillion US dollars per day is traded in the currency markets around the world every 24 hours. So why do we need to trade currencies? Well, it seems obvious, but we need to be able to trade currencies for business, commerce, trade, tourism, and more. Today's world is more global than ever before, so it makes sense that currency trading surpasses all forms of trading when it comes to financial markets. Of course, currency trading would be a lot easier or would not even exist if we had one world currency. But we don't have one world currency for obvious reasons, such as varying cost of living, labor markets, and more. So you can trade currencies as what we call a spot trade, that is right now based on the current value, similar to stock trades, or you can trade currencies in the derivatives markets. Now, I've done an episode on derivatives as a concept in general. Go back and listen to episode 56 if you're interested, where I'll talk about futures, options, warrants, etc. So let's use an example, just a very basic example to highlight the point of currency trading. Amy is looking to buy some electronics, which is often cheaper overseas than in Australia. The laptop she wants to buy is priced at $2,500 Australian dollars. But she can get it overseas for equivalent of $2,000 Australian dollars, so saving about $500. The overseas country where it's shipped from is South Korea, where the local currency is won. I hope I pronounced that right. The currency conversion is one Australian dollar is 841 South Korean currencies. Now, the thing is, Amy will still use her Australian credit card to pay for all the computers and all the electronics, but the money is converted to South Korean won, so the retailer in Seoul is able to get the funds in their local currency. In other words, the AUD has very little value or utility in South Korea. Now, I've discussed the concept of utility and utility theory in episode 88, if you're interested and wanting to flash back and have a listen to that. The thing is, Amy has to pay fees such that the currencies can be exchanged, but we'll get to those specifics a bit later. But the basics of this is that Amy has to buy her computer using her Australian credit card um, from a South Korean retailer, which is possible. Now, the currency trading market is decentralized. So what does that mean? It just means that if you wanted to buy Australian stocks, your main trading place is the ASX. That's where you buy the Australian stocks. But if you wanted to trade currencies, you literally have a 24-hour market. Remember the ASX opens at 10 a.m. and closes at 4 p.m. every day, Monday to Friday, and not open on weekends or public holidays. 
But when it comes to the currency markets, um, it's actually open 24 hours a day. Now, the currency trading market is completely electronic called OTC trades or over-the-counter trades. And due to time zones, when trading finishes in Australia, trading begins in other time zones and the cycle continues. There are three main time zones when it comes to currency trading. That's the North American time zone, the Asian time zone, and the European time zone. Now, this is one of the main reasons why over a 24-hour period, there is much more volume of currencies traded when compared to the stock market because it's truly an international market. So the concept that you need to understand here is that the currency market is large, it's 24 hours a day, you can trade at any time across many time zones, and it kind of doesn't stop and it's completely electronic. It's over-the-counter over electronic trading. So how long have currency markets existed? Actually, they haven't existed for very long. Basically, in 1944, a group of delegates from 44 countries sat down and agreed to the principal goal of creating an efficient foreign exchange system. Of course, this means they had to peg other currencies mainly to the US dollar, and the US dollar was in turn was pegged to the gold markets. Now, that system was established, uh, sorry, abolished in the 1970s for the more modern fiat currency model. So in the current model, for example, the US dollar is not actually pegged against gold or is not backed by gold. Uh, it's actually not backed by anything. So one could argue that technically in the modern fiat currency world, the US dollar doesn't have any intrinsic value. And that's a whole other topic. It's very controversial. But basically, the currency markets have only existed you know, for less than 100 years. Now, what determines a value of a currency? A number of factors determine it, including the current economic conditions, the current interest rates, and the supply and demand of um, trade, and ongoing political situations or tensions, uh, and also the currency pairing performance. And of course, you know, other things like, you know, pandemics, etc., which affect the economy, uh, often affects the currency value. Now, there are three main ways you can trade currencies. The first way is the spot market. Well, like I discussed before, this is the most common way to trade currencies. And basically, it means the currency is bought and sold at the current market price. And this is known as a spot deal, although it typically takes a day or two to finalize. There's also the futures market. This in itself is not currency trading, but rather trading contracts of currencies. The futures market means you have the option of buying a currency at a specific price at a specific date in the future. Now, it's basically a bet if you know which way the currency price will move. The specificity here, though, is the futures market is a publicly traded market, just like the OTC markets. And number three is forwards market. This is basically the same as a futures market where you're trading contracts and placing bets, except it's not regulated by the publicly traded exchange. Rather, it's a private contract between two parties. So how do you trade in forex markets? Now, first of all, you need a broker, the middleman. There are hundreds of brokers to choose from. And look, if you watch YouTube, um, you'll get bombarded with ads from various forex trading brokers. Most of it is done online nowadays. But if you want to get started, here are some basic tips. The forex trading market is not free. 
so you have to pay some commissions um, and there is fees for it. So how do they make money? They make money on something called buy and sell spreads. Um, basically, the difference between the buy and sell prices for any currency is their profit. That's the spread. So the lower the buy sell spread, the better for you and the less cost of trading currencies. So when you buy and sell currencies, it's not like the stock market where you actually pay the broker a fee. So, you know, for example, you can have a self-wealth account and buy Commonwealth Bank shares and you pay $9.50 to self-wealth. It doesn't work like that in the currency markets. The way they make money is the difference between the buy and sell prices, and that's called the buy and sell spread. There is no $9.50 broker fee as such when you do that. Now, currency brokers, you've got to get someone that's registered and regulated, and usually the banks play a big role here. All four major banks in Australia um, you know, offer currency trading platforms through their um, trading platforms. Um, and of course, with currency, leverage is often required. Now, I've discussed in detail about the concept of leverage versus margin in episode 49, Um, The reason why leverage is very important in currency trading is because the profit margins are extremely slim in the forex market, often fractions of a cent. So you really need to leverage yourself up to amplify those gains. And of course, with leverage comes the risk of amplification of losses potentially. So again, I've discussed that concept in detail before. And Leverage is something that's really essential in the forex market because we're dealing with potentially, you know, to four decimal points. And I'll talk about this a little bit later in the episode. Um, Now, the other thing about it is when you use leverage, um, the broker in forex markets has the power to basically liquidate your assets based on the trends of the market. This is because you're largely trading with borrowed money. So it's not unusual to have a leverage ratio of $1 to 100 or $1 to 250 ratio when it comes to leverage related to forex trading. Now this means for every dollar you put in, you can potentially borrow up to 100 to $250. Now that's insane when you think about it. The reason for this is because as I said previously, the margins are so slim, you need to amplify the trades by using leverage so that when you actually make money, it's actually worth it. You'd never be able to leverage a dollar to two hundred and fifty dollars in the stock market. Uh, you know, never say never, but you know, as a consumer trader, you know, the bank's not going to give you two hundred fifty bucks for every dollar that you trade in the stock market. Um, it's usually you know one hundred percent leverage or or less. So, in terms of trading, you know, how much is traded when you actually trade currencies? Um, they call it lots, L O T S. Um, so a micro lot is a thousand units of currency. So that's a thousand dollars if you're trading in dollars. A mini lot is ten thousand dollars, and a standard lot is a hundred thousand dollars. That's a standard lot. So we're talking big sums of money here when compared to stock market. So if you're trading a standard lot of a hundred thousand dollars, you can potentially leverage that up to you know millions of dollars if you wanted to do that ratio of leverage. Now, the other thing about currency markets is you can't just buy one currency. So currency trading requires trades to be done in pairs. So for example, to buy the Australian dollar, you need to use another currency to do it. And this is very different to the stock market 
where you can just buy one stock and not actually sell anything. You trade your money for buying the stock. Now, trading in pairs for currency markets means realistically, there are probably about 20 currency pairs which are traded the most around the world. Now, this means compared to the equity markets where you can buy thousands of stocks, you have far less choice in the forex market. The benefit of this is that you can easily manage and track your portfolio. So again, the the difference between the currency market and the stock market is that you need to buy and sell, usually a currency pair. So there's buying a currency and selling a currency. You're doing a transaction. Whereas in the stock market, you can just buy the stock. You don't need to sell anything at the same time. So the currency markets is often a two-way trade, whereas the stock market can be a one-way trade. And the stock market is much more diverse, whereas the currency market is less diverse, and there are pros and cons of each of those. Uh, of course, the pros for currency markets, it's, it's much easier um, to sort of, you know, track your portfolio and manage your portfolio when it comes to the currency markets as opposed to the stock markets. So what are the most common traded currencies? Um, and that is the Australian dollar, US dollar, British pound, euros, Swiss franc, New Zealand dollars, Japanese yen, and the Canadian dollar. They're the main ones um, that are most commonly traded. And, you, you know, they're, they're traded in pairs. So you can combine and, and contrast, you know, multiple currency pairs using those, um, uh, you know, eight to 10 different currencies. Now, there's this concept in currency markets called PIPs, P-I-P-S. Um, a PIP is a concept which means one one hundredth of one percent when it comes to currency trading. And PIP actually stands for percentage in point or price interest point. So what is one one hundredth of one percent? It's actually 0.01 divided by 100, which is 0.0001. Now, this is relevant because currencies are priced out to the fourth decimal point. And that's why leverage makes it very important because you're talking fractions of a cent here in terms of trying to make money buying and selling. So leverage allows you to do that um, in a much more meaningful sense when it comes to making money. Um, and that's why you know the concept of PIP, if you can understand, is really important. It's one one hundredth of one percent, where one percent is one of one hundred. So it's 0.01 divided by 100. That is the fractional amounts that we're talking here. So very, very small amounts of money, um, uh, you know, in terms of price differences. And that's about it for this episode where we covered the basics of currency trading. Now, the next episode, I'll focus on specific concepts such as exchange rates, and pips as well, where I'll go into much more detail and use examples. Now, please make sure you give me a five-star rating on Apple Podcast or any podcasting app you may be using. It really does help promote the podcast and also helps the algorithm so more people can download and listen to it. And also, please leave a ratings or a review. And as promised, reviews will be read on the episode. And here's one from Deeper Rocks from Apple Podcast who writes, essential materials for personal finance and extremely good content. Very valuable for regular Aussies with average lifestyles, not super luxurious, not extremely frugal, 
and want to achieve fire. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much um, for that review, Deeper Rocks. And as one listener pointed out to me recently, this channel is actually being shared on Reddit, which has been all over the news and lately, which is fantastic. I didn't even know that I was on Reddit. Uh, but since then, I have joined on board. The more people get access to this sort of information I talk about, the better. So please keep sharing. Remember to like the Devraga Facebook page where I regularly update. Uh, shout out to questions, comments or topic suggestions and also tweet me. I'm on Twitter. Share this channel with family and friends, Apple Podcasts and Anchor App and all the various podcasting apps that you may be using or download it directly from devraga.com. And remember, always pay yourself first. Take 20% of your after-tax income and put it aside. And learn about currency trading. And stay tuned for part two of this series. This is Devraga Personal Finance, episode 108. And as always, please make sure you stay safe.